0: Hello, this is Reverend Amar Bernard Hooker. Welcome once again to my podcast. I do hope that you enjoy it. Once again, I'm senior pastor at Wesley Chapel United Methodist Church in the Deep River community of Lake City, South Carolina, South Carolina Annual Conference of the United Methodist Church. Welcome and God's blessings. Hope you enjoy. Okay. Council member Brown. And all that you continue to take us through. And God, we yes. just pray that you use us in this time of gathering mm-hmm. to learn more about your mm-hmm. word and to study your word. In yeah. the mighty master's name of Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen. Amen. We're, we're in session two tonight, The Other Side of Despair. We're in a series of, of, of Bible studies on unselfish prayer and the way that we, we pray and how we pray and how we come together for prayer. And, um, you know, the biggest thing that we're looking at is that continual understanding of praying together and being together with God and what God is showing and leading us to. Um, And as we started out, we talked about what is prayer, what prayer is not, and then praying in the spirit and the necessity of being honest with God about what prayer is. And we kind of covered that lightly. And now tonight we're on this whole idea of the other side of despair. And... How sometimes we go through stuff as individuals, our collective. You know, the the lesson says we we live in a time and a culture where more and more people hold God responsible for everything that happened. From a gambling win to a murder, from professional promotion to war. Rather or not, it's intended or not. A lot of people blame God for everything, even our misfortunes. Some of us, in an attempt to honor God's sovereignty, claim, in the midst of tragedy, that God is trying to teach us some lesson from this um, catastrophe, uh, and that God, God doesn't put more on us than we can bear. And I don't know about you all, but I have heard both of those time and time again. When we're going through something, oh, God! God is trying to show us something. God is trying to teach us something. I know I've heard that with this pandemic. and God is trying to show us something. And God is trying to teach us something. And I also heard people say quite often, oh, God don't put more on you than you can bear. But um, I think the truth of the matter is God does put a whole lot on us, and some people crumble under. And what happens is when you tell people, oh, God don't put more on you than bear. Well, God got you. Well, You just got to trust in the Lord. What happens when I don't trust? What happens when I don't have that kind of faith when my faith isn't strong enough to, to do what your faith can do? show sure, you can trust in the Lord and you feel comfortable but I'm scared I'm afraid I'm worried. Does that mean I don't love the Lord? Does that mean I don't have a relationship with God because I'm worried about stuff Does that mean <laughs> I'm less of a Christian than you are just because you know I, I don't have I don't have my, my my faith isn't as strong as yours. Does that mean I I, I, I didn't give up on God? No, I don't think it does. And I think it's, it, we need to be cautious sometimes when we start dealing with God in relationship to suffering. Um, because the truth of the matter is, um, faith has nothing to do with how well my beliefs measure up to yours. So in other words, I'm not comparing my faith with yours. I'm not trying to say, well, I got more faith, you got less faith, my faith is better, my faith is worse. No, what faith is really about is is describing how we feel about God, what our relationship with God is, and how we get into that relationship, not so much who got big faith and who got little faith. And, and that's what we really gotta be careful of because that's what we try to do sometimes is you know we want to compare faith instead of just telling folks have the faith that you have yes you're right you want to work on it you want to grow in faith you want to be able to have faith to test us go through the test and go through the storm but don't judge me because i don't have the type of faith that you have don't judge me because i you know when you look at the bible jesus called peter to walk on the water but there were a whole bunch of disciples still in the ship. There were a whole lot that didn't even try that. And, and you know, what kind of disciples would they be when Peter got back? Aha, Peter, you sunk, you started to sing, You know, Peter could respond when well, y'all didn't even try to come out here. You know, sometimes I think we judge people and we want to teach and train people about faith, but we ain't been real with our faith. We ain't been real with what we believe. Exactly.
1: And amen, I, I think, amen, so amen. Beautiful
0: to how we encounter faith. And you know, I'm so willing to say, even during this time right here, during the pandemic, that we need to be serious about, you know, criticizing where people are faith-wise. Um, be, be be careful putting down food. Oh, well, you know, she ain't ever really had no relationship with, I don't know about that. No. because. You know, what, you do, what you do is you, you take it out of your realm. What mm-hmm. God's relationship with somebody else is God's relationship with them. And, and mm-hmm. we need to be careful for that. And I'm going to be mm-hmm. honest with you. Really, our faith starts to count at the size of a mustard seed. And many mm-hmm. of us are working on mustard yeah. seed type faith. And, and yet we're trying to say how great and how grand we are and all we mm. got right now is me- the mustard seed level of faith. You know, we need to be very careful and cautious about that. Because, Amen. you know, so many times we're judging people and we don't even know what we're judging. we put down My people gosh. saying, oh, they should be better than that. You know, mm-hmm. people cry sometimes when they're going through stuff. And we're like, mm-hmm. oh, they shouldn't be crying. Oh, you, you would have thought she was stronger than that. Oh, mm-hmm. well. How how can they teach Sunday school and then they need somebody to pray for them? I, I, oh, I got a good one for you. How can he be the preacher and get sick? You know, <laughs> I mean, we, we quite often judge folk back and forth about what they're going through, and, and we don't even know what their relationship with is with God. So I'd be careful about that. other thing, I'd be careful about blaming everything on God. Everything bad that happens Mm -hmm. doesn't necessarily mean that God made it happen. Now, Mm -hmm. there's a difference in that. There's a difference in saying that God can't control everything. We believe that God can control everything, but we also believe that sometimes the frailty of man, the mistakes that man make, can cause certain things to happen. Mm -hmm. I, I hate to say it, but I do believe that some of this information with this virus some of the stuff going on right now is mm-hmm. because we have abused the earth. We have mm-hmm. not taken care of the earth like we were called to do. We have we have we have polluted yeah. yeah, the it. earth. We have we have we have we have constantly time and time fought wars that put put metal in the atmosphere. Mm-hmm. Um, we were talking earlier before this lesson started we ain't never heard of no sandstorm in Africa coming all the way over across the ocean to the United States. Mm-hmm. Now they, they say it happens from time to time, but this thing is supposed to last two more weeks. I mm-hmm. never I don't remember anything like that um happening and, and anybody talking about anything like that. Some of this weirdness that's going on now. It's because we have gotten out of place. We have done things wrong. We have continued. So don't just sit there and say, well, God, let it happen. So maybe Mm -hmm. God is doing this for this reason, or maybe God is doing that for this reason. God is compassionate. And we need to understand God as a God of love. Mm -hmm. And we need to teach God as a God of love. And that's how we need to teach folk to have faith in God is as a God of love not mm-hmm. a God of punishment. And I think that's so right. many of us have started to teach and show people God is a God of punishment. Um, mm-hmm. It's almost um, like we, we, want, we want to have a little children's version of faith. We, we want to say, all right, now, if you, if you do that, God's going to get you. And you <laughs> need to be careful about that because that becomes their only knowledge of God if if you if you do this god is gonna get you well mm-hmm. god sounds more like a bad parent than mm-hmm. a, a, a masterful um a masterful deity who's over control of everything mm-hmm. and what happens when people mess up is the real case what happens when when people make mistakes uh go through something that's what we gotta deal with because mm-hmm. we talked last week about confession, but mm. right there in the midst of confession you you've gotta you've gotta deal with this other side of it is what happens when people mess up because I don't know if you all know it or not, but we make mistakes sometimes as humans, and in making our mistakes, you know it it really can get bad on how how we follow through on the love, and on the understanding of God. We got a very short passage of scripture tonight coming from Daniel, the fourth chapter, and 28 through um, 37. But Daniel is an important scripture Bible, uh, verse, text in the Bible, because what Daniel does is show you somebody that remains faithful no matter what he's going through. Somebody that still stays in contact with the Lord no matter what they're dealing with. I want to go right now to the first part of our reading. Daniel, the fourth chapter, verses 28 through 33. If I can get somebody to read that for us about King Nebuchadnezzar and uh, Babylon. If I can get somebody to read that for us at this time.
1: All this came upon King Nebuchadnezzar. At the end of 12 months, he was walking on the roof of the royal palace of Babylon. And the king said, is this not magnificent Babylon, which I have built as a royal capital by my mighty power and for my glorious majesty? Go on. Mm -hmm. While King Nebuchadnezzar to you, it is declared the kingdom has departed from, from you. You shall be driven away from human society and your dwelling shall be with you, the animals of the field. You shall be made to eat grass like oxen, and seven times shall pass over you until you have learned that the most high has sovereignty over the kingdom of mortals, mortals, and gives it to whom he will. One more. Immediately the sacrifice was fulfilled against Nebuchadnezzar. He was driven away from human society, ate grass like oxen and his body was bathed with the dew of heaven until his hair grew as long as eagle's feathers and his nails became the bird's claws.
0: Oh, so here we have King Nebuchadnezzar being punished for what he has done as a king. And what has he done as a king, but conquered foreign countries, conquered foreign enemies, conquered the Israelites, he, he take and who gave him the ability to conquer the Israelites in the first place but God why did God give them to Israel? because the Israelites were disobedient Israel was disobedient they weren't following God they weren't doing what God had called them to do so God allowed them to go in exile but oh when the king when the king got him what did the king do? He set up in the palace oh look how mighty I am look how powerful I am look what I got going on. Oh, look what I'm able to do. And and, and he got so braggadocious that David interprets his, that Daniel, excuse me, Daniel interprets his dream and said, Okay Nebuchadnezzar, this is what your dream is saying. This is what's going to happen to you. This is what's going to go on. And what, and what does he tell me going to happen to him? What what does he say is going to be go the penalty? What he's going to experience? So you're gonna go out and you you think you're magnificent, you're gonna go out and 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 a voice of heaven came, oh King of Aaron declares the kingdom has departed from you. You shall be driven from human society, isolation. You shall dwell with the animals of the field. You shall be made to eat grass like an oxen, and seven times shall pass over you until you have learned that the most high has sovereignty over kingdoms of mortals. You know, in other words, the king is exiled, put out by himself, and then can't come back to power until he understands something about God. You know, humble. Yeah, humbled, Made humble. Mm-hmm. Made Stop humble. down. Broken. And, and that tells us something because that's what we are. But now why are you looking at this? You can look at it in terms of him out there by himself. But now the other thing is uh, many people when you start talking with animals and you can't talk to people and you can't you can't frame up your words and you just wandering around mumbling, what do we say about people when they like that?
1: <laughs> they crazy <laughs>
0: Yeah. I mean point blank. (laughs) And and do you know that sometimes uh uh-huh? Oh, I thought somebody said, you know, sometimes people go through mental illness, periods of mental illness, and they 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 deal with this kind of stuff. And really, when you look at the description in the scripture what the king was going through, he was going through some kind of mental illness, some kind of a, a debilitating, terminal illness. So, something was wrong with them. And I'm sure to the people on the outside, they're like, what? The king that lost his mind. Something wrong with us came. And we have to, we have to look at that, though, sometimes and ask ourselves, when we see people that just ain't right, Um, could they be losing their mind? Could they be in a dark period of soul? Could they be in depression? And you know, one of the things that I often understand and have come to understand is we have a poor understanding of depression. Because some people will say, oh, I'm depressed. And all that means is they had a bad day. But if you ever talk to somebody that found out that they went through some serious depression, it ain't a bad day. You can't move your body. You can't be motivated to do. Some people will still get up and go back and forth to work, but they st- their mind still ain't in it. They can't really motivate to do what they need to do. They can't really think clearly. There's a lot more, going- and there's different levels with depression. You know, some people are to the point where they're paralyzed and they can't move. Some folk will function perfectly until it comes to that one area of their life. And they're depressed, and that's the way where they can't function. You know, I've known preachers that went into periods of depression and they can do everything they need to do except go into the church. You know, once it got to the point where I need to go in church, they, they would get physically sick, they, 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 they just couldn't do it, couldn't go back in there, something was wrong. You know, they, they had been a mighty good, strong force for God. But their mama died or their wife died or their children got killed. And, and they just they couldn't, they couldn't put it back together. And that was real depression. Quite often, me and Valerie deal with soldiers that are in, in what they call PTSD, post-traumatic stress disorder. And, and I can understand post-traumatic stress disorder because I've seen people with post-traumatic stress disorder growing up in the hood. You know, if, if yeah. you were shot, and your brother was shot, and your mama was shot, all before you were 16, you know, I can understand you having some post-traumatic stress disorder. Uh, I look at that the the sister that writes all those movies, um, the the sister that writes all the movies and the plays and 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 just good. Uh, what's what's her name? Y'all know who I'm talking about? Wrote How to Get Away with Murder. Um, come on, young
2: people, help me out Something, Duba, uh um, um, I know you're talking yeah. about, I just can't think of her name. Duvaway, Duba Duvaway, or something. Yeah, um, how to get along okay. with Murder Scandal. Yeah. Um uh, yeah. You know, all
0: y'all so, watch Scandal, mm-hmm. I know you did. Huh? Sandra? Brown? No, it's something. Um,
1: Duvernay, Duran, Justice said Duran or
2: something <laughs> I can't hear. Anyway, oh, Shonda Rhimes, yeah, Shonda
1: you know,
0: Rhimes. When you get Shonda Rhimes, Shonda get, and, and um, the other one is Avery du, Duvernay. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know when you when you look at somebody, they both state that they write out of their experiences. They write out of their pain. They write out of what they've gone through. And, you know, I'm suggesting tonight that when you find yourself in a destructive, debilitating, broken state, that you need, that's, that's one of the times you need to really have a moment of prayer and retrospect and understand that I'm in a broken, debilitating state. Now I need to pray. Because that's what Nebuchadnezzar was. He made the mistake. He got too puffed up. He thought he was too much. Then he goes into a period of, okay, now I need to be in contact with God. How how do we pray? Is is prayer different when you're depressed? Yes. Mm-hmm. What's the difference when you when you're going through, when you're in the midst of something, how do you pray? You just say exactly
2: yes. how it is. And You're emotional. You probably say exactly like it is, but being that you um gave yourself to pray, God knows your utterance. He knows. He just knows you, and that opens up. But most of the times when you um. From my, my knowledge, you, you just know, hey, God, this is how I am. I'm my true state. And this, this is my true state here, what I'm faced with right now. And um, I, I ask you, you know, to come in here. Uh, you know, to, I know you bring me out, you know,
0: help me. I just, you just cry
2: out and ask for help.
0: Anybody ever been in a state where you just had too much going on to pray? Just, yes. just, just couldn't, couldn't gather up the yep. You know. Wow. Yes, I, I have. Some time and and wrestle with it. I, I remember, um, well, I mean, I don't have to
3: remember.
0: Yes, some of you all know that my wife went in yesterday because she was having some issues of breast cancer and she went in for surgery yesterday. And you know, me being how many times have I gone into the room? And pray with people before surgery, and lay down these magnificent, wonderful prayer. You know, after after the prayer, I walked out of the room. I was like, "Man, Rev, you prayed that prayer." I had the most disjointed, broken prayer yesterday while I was in the room praying for her. I was like, I hope she don't realize how bad this prayer was. But it, it's just and sometimes,
2: uh, yeah. And I know for me, for me, sometimes I. I just weep. I just—it's I, like I'm broken. I let God just come into my heart, and it seems like He knows what I'm trying to say. I just can't say it, but it seems like He understands what I'm going through when I'm in that humble, broken, down emotional state. But I—I I don't have the words to say. But it seems like He knows what i need at that time and after it's all over it seems like i feel better
0: and i think that's the way we have to be you have to transform in the midst of what you're going through to get to where god needs you to be many times when we're going through stuff we we don't grow in the midst we want to wait you know I get aggravated with people sometimes because all they want to show you is their new self. No one wants to speak to their broken self. No one wants to speak to when they were in pain. No one wants to speak Mm -hmm. to when they were in the midst of the struggle. No one wants to speak. Everybody wants to be Nebuchadnezzar after he comes out. But nobody wants to be Nebuchadnezzar in, 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 in the drama nobody wants to be nebuchadnezzar in this passage where we are right here in 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 the first part of the passage in 28 through 33 nobody wants to nobody wants to admit that i was wondering that i was hurt that i was all all like only friends i could find with the animals because you all know when you're going through that's when you can tell where your friends are And, and that's when we lose a bunch of folk ain't it when you're going through when you're depressed you, you know, um, yeah. <clears throat> some people make you respond. You know, some people uh, make you get out the bed. You, you know, that's when you know who your real friends are. Cause your fake friends they'll call and say, "What you doing?" Oh, I'm just gonna stay in the house right now. You know, Mama died, and they leave you at that. Good friends will be at the house. Um, let's go. Oh, I don't want to go nowhere. You gonna get up out of this house. You gonna get in this car. You're going you gonna to get come into this new room. You're going to put on some clothes. You know, you're going to bathe. It's <laughs> a real friend that can tell you when it's time for you to take a bath. You know? and, and, and I laugh, but I mean, that's a that's real friendship. It's true. You know, you mm-hmm. going to eat. Oh, I don't want nothing to eat. You're going to eat nice. something. You're you going to come out of what you're in right now because we need you. And, and, and that's so important to so where we are and, and, and watch what happens to Nebuchadnezzar um, after this period of, of 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 depression, after this period of being in on himself, after this period of he, he, he's a healed person. he becomes a, a new person um, and, and you needed Daniel to tell him saying, this is what's going to happen. But watch this, watch this. What the scripture does, it tells him what's going to happen, but it explains to him that it's a punishment for what he's done. <clears throat> but also, it tells that he's going to come out of it. And I, I don't think you can miss that. That, you know, immediately, the 33 says, immediately the sentence was fulfilled against Nebuchadnezzar. He was driven away from human society, ate grass like an ox. And his body was bathed with dew of heaven until his hair um, grew as long as eagle's feathers, and his nail became like a bird. I mean, but he, there's a promise that he comes out of it, and the scripture tells us that he comes out. If I can get somebody to read just 34 and 35 of the fourth chapter of Daniel for us. And at
3: the end of the days, I, Nebuchadnezzar, lift up mine eyes unto heaven, and mine understanding returneth unto me. And I blessed the Most High, and I praised and honored him that liveth forever, whose dominion is an everlasting dominion, and his kingdom is from generation to generation. And all the inhabitants of the earth are, we put it, as not nothing. And he doeth according to his will in the army of heaven and among the inhabitants of the earth. And none can say his hand or say unto him, what doesn't thou?
0: You know, right right here, his period is over. His period is over. He, He comes out of this mental health. And when he comes out of this mental health, um. What's the first thing he does? He reverses everything he was doing. He was mad mm-hmm. at God. He was angry at God. He thought he was bigger than God. He thought God wasn't all that important. But oh, when he come out, he said, "I lift up my eyes, my reason yeah. returned, and I bless mm-hmm. the Most High, and I praised yeah. Him, the One who's forever and ever." <laughs>
3: For his mm-hmm. sovereignty
0: is everlasting sovereignty. And then he says, What? His kingdom. You know, before he went he, through this suffering, he, he was said, like, My kingdom. My. <laughs> now it's his kingdom. You know, God yes. is the king of kings. God is the everlasting, everlasting. God is everything. That's a total reversal of mindset. And what we got to do is get people to totally reverse their mindset when they've been going through something. Totally change what, what, where they've been, how they've been thinking. You, you, you can't really go through life with stinking thinking. You, you, you've gotta, you've mm-hmm. gotta change the way that you process stuff and see things and see your limitation. And, and that's such a beautiful change in, right there for the king that he starts to see that I need to worship the most high God I need to worship the God as everlasting, everlasting. And, and but do people? How, how do we? How do? How do we know when a family member has come out of their depression, or someone we love? How, how do we know? You can see it.
2: You can see it in the person. You you have relatives and I know. I can be one. You you look at a person who might look like they, good gracious, was about to leave here. And through prayer, supplication, and helping through God's grace, one day they begin, they, they think different, they do different, they worship. It's just a totally different person. You can tell that they have been released or God has had a hand in their life. I, I could totally say for myself, and I know one of my family members probably isn't probably someone that knew me, but I know one of my family members knew me very good and they looked at me one time and it was, I guess they thought I was about to die.
0: Well, I mean, one of the statistics say one in four families will encounter a loved one with mental illness during their lifetime. Mm-hmm.
3: So, I mean, it's not unusual,
0: it happens. And um, one of the things that I consider mental illness, and everybody might not agree with me, but I consider addiction to drugs and alcohol as mental illness too. And, mm-hmm. and and I've seen people, I've seen people that eat the wild grass and bathe in the new honey, and mm-hmm. whose hair is growing as long as eagles, and whose mm-hmm. um, who, eagles feathers and whose nail becomes like bird's claws. I've seen them kind of people and I've seen them going through mental illness and I've seen them going through alcohol addiction and drug addiction. You know, um, Mm -hmm. I was explaining to my children, you know, they were like, Daddy, why do you spend time with the young man at the church that's always begging for stuff? And I said, Look here, children. I said, I want you to pay attention to this young man. I said, Look at his skin look how he smells, look how he dresses. I said, all that sickness. Nobody would do that normally. Nobody would put themselves through that type that type of conditioning. I said, that's how you tell when somebody is addicted to drugs and alcohol. I said, that's how they look. I say, that's how they smell. That's what they're going through. Um, And I said, you need to understand that that's a sickness there. And that's the product of the sickness. That's not the person. And, and so many times we want to say, oh, this is a bad person. No, they, they're hurting. They, 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 they're bad. Now, I, I agree. I wouldn't, I wouldn't leave them with my wife and children. i make sure that I was present. And i make sure I had my eyes on them as well. You know, because people in their sickness can do sick things. But mm-hmm. at the same token, token, you need to understand the sickness and not take it out all the time on the person know that they're going through because here we see in the text this man was a king a ruler understood as as divine appointed by god in the minds of the people but look how he fell when he went through his season And, and, and we need to be able to understand that and see that and visualize that and then you ask yourself okay that's when he was in his season but oh, when he came out, how did he come out? And yeah, I agree, Sister Deborah. We can see folk when they're coming out. We can see them when they their healing comes. You know, we used to have this term we used to use, and they tell us um, clinically we can't use this term because the term makes no sense. But we used to we used to use it as a popular term. You all ever heard the term nervous breakdown? Yes. Yeah. 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 And, and we would we would say quite often um and it referred mostly to women but we said oh she had a nervous breakdown
1: mm-hmm.
0: and um they tell us clinically we can't use that term no more because there's there's no such thing as a nervous breakdown mm. um, psychologically speaking but i remember in the popular usage of the term we used to say that all, oh they had a nervous breakdown and, and you can look at the person and see something was wrong. You know, there are physical attributes to dementia and to Alzheimer's. You know, um, a lot of times people say, well, you know, mama's just getting old timers. Our daddy is just getting old. But no, no, no. There are physical signs of dementia and Alzheimer's. Eyes become sinking. Bone structure relaxes. the the skin around the face and and on the neck begins to disintegrate and won't hold up because of lack of mobility for smiling. You can begin to see some of these changes going through people. That's important to recognize the physical signs of sickness, of addiction, of depression. We, we, We who call ourselves discerning Christ should be able to recognize when people are going through stuff, you know. But now the reason we don't quite often is what? We don't look at people, do we? we? We'll ask somebody. We'll ask somebody, "How you doing?" And won't make contact. You you can ask Sister Hannah. I walk into the church. She'll be in the finance office. I go into my office and then oh, ask me scream across the church, Sister Hannah, how you doing? Now, how, how am I supposed to tell how she's doing if I don't look at her? She could yell back, I'm fine, and be in there bawling, crying. And I would never know. You know because I think we, we, we don't look at people. We get, we get so caught up in ourselves and our own thing that we don't make eye contact with individuals to see what they're going through, to see how they change, to see what, what, what their, their physical state is, as well as their mental state. Because I'm going to tell you something. People will tell you anything.
2: Yeah, sure will.
0: Mm-hmm. And, I and do. When, I, sure will. I don't think. Yeah, that's the truth. Mm-hmm. And make. when he goes back, when he goes back to God, when he goes back into his relationship, verse 36 and 37, somebody read those for us.
1: At that time, my <laughs> it down. there
0: you
1: go. At that time my reason returned to me, and my majesty and splendor were restored to me for the glory of my kingdom. My counselors and my lords sought me out. I was reestablished over my kingdom, and still more greatness was added to me. Now I, Nebuchadnezzar, praised and extolled and honor the king of heaven for all his works are truth and his ways are justice and he is able to bring low those who walk in pride
0: understand this and and this is the thing that we've got to gather and we've got to we've got to understand is this whole idea that god can lift you up and god can can bring you down And the only way when you're down to get back up is to start to realize who has the power and realize that God has the power and God is in control and God is the one. Now, understand this. While we're reading this, none of this has happened yet. So it's not you read the first part and then the first part happened then the second part. All of this, is Daniel explaining the dream to Nebuchadnezzar, telling him what's going to happen. And, and when, when he gets this dream, you know, when, when he understands that, he can, he can start to move forward in, 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 his, in his interpretation of what's going on around him. So it hadn't happened yet. It's about to happen. Matter of fact, it says as this was being interpreted, it started to happen. You know, so Daniel tells him, look, you're going to go up. You're going to be happy. You're going to look around. You're going to start bragging on yourself. And then you're going to go into this period. And then you're going to come out of that. And you're only going to come out of that by worshiping God, by praising (laughs) God, by being in relationship with God. And, oh, and you all would ask, well, Rem, why is this important? This is important because it teaches us two things. One, that we got to train folk in the church that when they go through these periods of sadness and grief and depression, that the only thing that can truly bring them out is a strong relationship with God. You know, now, am I saying Were you depressed? You don't need your depression medicine? No, I'm not saying that at all. Matter of fact, if the doctor put you on some pills for depression, you make sure you take them. You know, Mm. am I saying? But what I'm saying is that your relationship with God is a tool to coming out of addiction, depression, coming out of sickness, coming out, your relationship with God being able to praise god in the midst of what you're going through helps you to come out of it and i think that's where we miss it so many times um and i'm also saying though that god gives you warnings hello somebody hello a warning yes, to what true. you're about to go through there are warnings there they are proof positives and we need to be very cautious and very clear that we look for those warning signs. God, what are you trying to tell me? God, what are you trying to show me? God, what are you trying to to put out there so I know what's going on? God, what's my lesson here? What's the teaching here? God, what do I need to change? Do you all see the physical change in Nebuchadnezzar from a me, me faith to a God is first faith? That's a change. And we
2: need to have that kind of change. How do you get it? The Holy Spirit. Having a relationship with God. We got it. The Holy Spirit. faith. got to have faith in God.
0: We We got to read the word,
2: too. Yeah. if we don't listen, if we if we don't if we don't listen, um, in some instances, since we're talking about getting, um, getting out of depression or getting out of our illnesses, our depressions, or taking pills or whatever. If we fail not to listen to God and realize our situations, also. Sometimes things are caused from, internally, if we don't let go and let God or forgive, Um, some things, if we don't realize that, to me, I'm saying this now, you won't get fully healed Um, if you hold on. You you can't hold on. You got, got to let go. Let go, as the song said. Let go and let God. Another thing, if we're in situations and we can different situations. I don't know which situation the car might as well be. Um, you can be in a situation whether you're married, single, however you are. If you don't know your situation you're in, and if that's um making you sick or whatever it does to you. And you still have to seek God and He sure will tell you. You you read the word, He'll tell you. If you don't be obedient and observe your conditions that God's warning you about, it's, it's hard for you to you to heal. Along with God, you gotta be real. You can't be you can't be fake with it. You gotta be willing to strip off the old and put on the new. Well, I wanna
0: add one thing to that too. What we see here with Nebuchadnezzar is him praising himself out of, you know, praising God out of his situation. And I think what we need to add to that is that ability to praise and give thanksgiving when we're down and out. Now, I'm going to tell y'all, I'm going to be honest with y'all, like I said earlier, it's hard to praise when you're in the storm. It's hard to praise when you're going through. But you got to get enough In your good season, that when you're going through your rough season, when you're going through your season of addiction, when you're going through your season of pain, that you had to have enough built up so that you can gather some of that up together and start a praise fire. You know, it's kind of like kindling in a a wet forest. You got to have some wood already if you're going to start a fire. You got to have some passion stacked up, built up, saved up, Somewhere, you know, the old folk used talk about saving something for a rainy day. You gotta you gotta have something yes. saying something some kind of prayer power. And you know, there's a section in here talking about Walterman Brueggemann in his book Message of the Song, who said half of the songs written in the old testament were written as praise responses, as responses to pra- the the gather folk to praise. And and we know. If we listen, excuse me. If we listen for more than a minute to some gospel music, that gospel music is all about praise. You know, a lot of time the good gospel when it good good to you when it when it make your head move and you don't even know your head moving. When when you start to shake it, you don't even know you shake. When it gets good to you, that's praise music. And somebody would ask, how can black people praise so much? How can they get so much joy out of worship? You know that's what we missing right now is some of that good singing and praising um you know that's what we need and and how do we get that we get that because something on the inside of us, something down in our soul and our spirit still got a praise you know that was that song i got another praise you know it's still something in there that we can bring out and lift up and that's that's the only way you gonna get out of some of this stuff is to have something deep right in you, deep, deep down on the inside, that you can gather up, that you can gain up, that you can bring to the top, that gives you an ability to go through the storm. Amen. And, and but you all don't don't run yet. You all gotta be able to. You all gotta be able to write out something. You all gotta be able to write out something. You all got to be able to put something together that teaches and trains that praise. You all got to be able to to, to, to you know, each and every one of us on this Bible study should have a prayer of praise that we can put our hands on somewhere. I don't care if it's one sentence or two sentences or, or 10 sentences or three sentences or seven words. But you should have something that can praise you out of any circumstance, you know. I and and you can't take mine. Mine might be "Thank you, Lord," and then y'all can't have that one. <laughs> I just play it. But you know, you should have some phrase or some some category or something that can praise you out of a situation that you you should be able to bring you out because you know that's what we do as mature Christians. We develop strategies. We develop plans. Because we know we're gonna go through some stuff. We know some things are gonna happen in our lives. We've read the signs, we've seen the signals. So now we got an ability to go through and get through because we got something on the back burner. We got something stored up. We got something that we can pull out, you know, a scripture that I can pull out when I go to war. You know, the enemy might pull out his gun, but I got a scripture. And that scripture is one I understand. And no matter what I'm going through, I can read and interpret that scripture and that'll give me joy. All right, I get excited. Sorry, y'all. Hallelujah. That's what happened Hallelujah. to preach. i on getting in the pulpit in the church for people for about three months. We over here, I'm over here just burning up. I can preach oh, it for nine hours right now. <laughs> but you gotta have something. Some, it should be some, song. some, some prayer some biblical story that you can bring up and say okay this is the good good this is what i need right now this is what brings me out i know i'm in this period of depression and hurt and pain but all oh, when i think of the goodness all oh, when i sing mama's song you, 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 you know when, when, when i when i sing mama song the song mama used to sing on saturday mornings when she cleaned the house when i sing that song when when I, when I, when I, when I repeat the Lord's prayer, you know, mm-hmm. when, when I, when I repeat the 23rd song, yeah, do I go through the valley of the shack? You know, when, when, when I, I, something lets me remember how much I praise God, and that gives me strength. Mm-hmm. So you got got to get that now, if you ain't got it, if you don't, you can't put your hands on it right now. You can't put your spiritual mind on it right now. We need to have that by next week. (laughs) And next week's lesson is Preoccupation with Praise. See how we did that? (laughs) Preoccupation with Praise. And it's from Revelations, the fourth chapter. And that's all of Revelations for... I know y'all had like five verses tonight. But that's all of Revelations for and all of Ezra, the third chapter. So, more reading next week. Um, what do you say? Revelations, the fourth chapter, all of it. And Ezra, E Z R A, the third chapter, all of that. All right, Pastor. So, a little bit more reading <laughs> next week. We'll are
1: there prayer concerns that need to be shared tonight? Pray for our, our nation in itself. Oh, oh
0: Lord.
2: Mm-hmm. Just,
1: We're going through.
2: Just pray, that's right. Pray, just pray for the nation, do. pray we for our governor, pray. the whole world at large, the governor. Everybody. Uh-huh. We need prayer.
1: Everybody. Pray, pray, so, pray, pray for
2: my dad, Leroy Montgomery, and mom. Joel and Montgomery,
1: and and my family.
0: And hey, I pray for this Fourth of July weekend too, because oh, good you know, be Normally praying for the Fourth of July weekend for people to be safe, and but oh, I just, I just, I'm, I, I'm, I'm worried right now. Be out there. Oh, going right. to No, ma'am, I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be in. I might go get me some fireworks and shoot them off in the churchyard. Don't tell nobody though. <laughs> um, I heard yeah. they're
1: closing the beaches in Florida, but they're not closing the beaches in South Carolina. I don't know what's wrong with them.
0: Well, probably, yeah. <laughs> that's crazy. Um, but pray, yeah, pray for, pray for our state. Need money. These Monty. people all this week, and and pray for people, and pray for people being greedy, because that's what's worried. Mm-hmm. All these people mm-hmm. out here just greedy instead of doing what's best for mm-hmm. them and what's healthy. Um, and pray for clarity of thought and good leadership. Um, and I, I want, like I said earlier, I want to thank you all for <laughs> prayer for my wife. Um, we got good news today. And that's awesome. Um, yeah. Thank the have, Lord. Hallelujah. She's going to have a good Thanks. birthday and, mm-hmm. you know, cause oh, she was so yeah. worried all she could worry about how much they're gonna cut off. Uh, the, oh! It, I said if they if they cut off some, you can have some of mine. She fell out. But, you know the, the thing of it is the thing of it is we, we gotta learn to trust the Lord. She'll be all right. She'll be fine, Pastor. Oh, I know. Be good. She'll be fine. Mm-hmm. We gotta learn to trust the Lord and now trust the Lord. We we'll be fine. She'll be fine. I tell her sometimes she needs to talk to some of y'all because, you know, these young people, they're they always trying to do stuff on their own. They need to talk yeah. to some of these people that have been through some of this stuff, but um, they'll learn. Give it to God and leave it yeah. there. Leave All it we can to do is learn yes. and wait and be faithful. Well, let's yes. close out and pray. Um, pray for I, I'm pretty sure, just words of announcements, I'm pretty sure we're not going to have um, – Service Sunday, we were talking about having parking lot service, but from everything I'm hearing, it's supposed to be raining Sunday morning, so we'll probably be yeah. online again Sunday morning, um, mm-hmm. but we'll discuss that tomorrow night in the council meeting. Um, I was talking to the secretary, and she was confused about something. Everybody uh, is invited to the council meeting. Only the people that have offices can vote. But everybody that's a member of that church can come to council meeting. And it's the same thing with the phone call. So she was only sending out the information to a few people. I said, no, it, this guy, I, thought, I, I, I guess I wasn't clear to her before. But everybody needs to know about the council meeting. Just only certain people can vote. And we ain't taking too many votes tomorrow night anyway. Um, so just keep that in mind. The council meeting for tomorrow night. And we'll, we'll govern from there. Um, let, it, let us advance back and we can pray. So let's bow for a word of school prayer.
1: District Reverend Hooker. please uh, pray. Please pray for our school district,
0: yes, Lord, and all these school districts that yes. these still plan. Oh, let us okay. bow for a word of prayer. Dear God, eternally, yes, we thank you, dear God, for this opportunity to be in Bible study and to learn and to study your word. God, we thank you for all that you mm-hmm. show us and all that you take us through. And Lord, our God. We just pray for mm-hmm. the names that have been lifted, the family members that have been lifted, dear God, for parents, dear yes, God, that are aging. We pray, dear God, for those of us that are healing and in recovery, we pray, dear God, for those members of ours, dear God, that have overcome COVID mm-hmm. and are back on their feet, dear God, and for the praise reports we got all week. God, we pray for, dear God, for persons, individuals, family members away, near, and far. Yes, Lord. Pray for those traveling to funerals, dear God. And those family members traveling in for funerals, God, we pray, dear God, for their healing. And we do pray for our school system. We pray, dear God, for our school children. We pray, dear God, Mm -hmm. that they will learn and be wise. We pray for our city government, for the Lake City government, dear God. We pray for Florence County. We pray for the state of South Carolina. And Lord, we pray for the nation. Thank you, God. We pray, dear God, that they don't have to go through the, the... The struggles that Nebuchadnezzar had to go through to realize that there is but one true God. To realize Mm -hmm. that there is but one high God to be lifted and accounted for and lifted up. So Lord Jesus, we do pray that you lead and direct us and guide us through all we go through and all we deal through. In the mighty master name of Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen. 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 Amen, Jesus. Amen. Amen. Hey everybody. Amen. I
3: wanted to to add something. I know that um we already prayed for, you know, some of our our members. I wanted to add Miss Roy Lee, um Mackenzie and her family. I know she's recovering um uh, from the covid, yes. but you know the family has to chip in in this recovery process and sometimes- I saw
2: her coming Okay. Oh,
3: so, excuse me. I saw her coming home the other night. Yes,
2: ma'am. Yeah, yeah,
0: I didn't call I didn't call her name, but I she knows who I was thinking about. Yeah. Uh, I know a lot of people have been private with this whole thing about um having COVID and not having COVID. That's but, right. um, yeah. yeah, I, I definitely I want to mm-hmm. Reverend, Can you email um the Bible
1: mm-hmm. study lesson or what? Because I would like to read the lesson before Bible study. It's possible.
0: I can email you the outline. Um, I typed all of this a couple of years back in um in, in, in um it's in it's in PDF and I can't really cut and paste it well. But I can send you the outline all the questions in most of the major sections. I can send you that. Um I'll email that to you out to all of you. Okay. All right, you all. Have a good evening. All right. Thank you. you. I'll have a good night. Bye.
2: Everybody. Good good have, night. have a good night. Bye. Yes, everybody. Bye-bye.